this. Lights out and away we go. Be racing in a scooter racing plane. When I'm Charlie's grandpa, and I just wouldn't have thought. And here comes Sebastian Vettel. He's neck and neck with Lewis Hamilton. Well, hello and welcome back to the WAF Pod. Here we are on the eve of what is a historic weekend for Formula One. Um, we finally made it through the toughest part of the season, the uh, American side, if you will, of the mm. calendar, where we're brutally harassed by early morning wake-ups from the likes of Qatar, the Cota, uh, the Mexican Grand Prix, and last, or the weekend before, if you will, the Brazilian Grand Prix. But now we can finally sleep in on Monday mornings and uh, stay up a little bit later on Sunday nights to catch our F1 fix. But we're back and uh, this weekend's very exciting. Mitch, how are you? I'm good. I'm keen to see how F1's new golden child uh, performs and I'm also interested to see how this 4.30pm race goes. It's a bit of a weird one for Australian fans. It's going to be bizarre, like nothing else in my opinion. And I mean, you said it literally just a minute ago when we tried to record this podcast. We're now on take three uh, due to some technical difficulties. Um, it really feels like it's been a, a long time coming just because of how long ago this race was announced and how long it's come, how long it's taken to come to fruition, if you will. It's, it's basically been 18 months since it's announced, you know? It has been, look, sport in Las Vegas has taken a while to it's get a boom. there. It's yeah, and now it is absolutely soaring. Especially with the news that might get an NBA team before you know it. They're, exactly. They're, and they're blowing all, up. All of this about 10 years ago looked so unlikely due mm. to the way that Vegas was operating and um, the weather and crime and everything. But now it's here. Yeah. And uh, the sport capital of the world before you know it, I reckon. Yeah, that's what it seems like, doesn't mm. it? Um, and, you know, it, after this race, we go to Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. And then it's done. And then and that's, that's another it. F1 season over. It seems like it's gone... Lightning fast. This no. season and this year has gone very quickly, in my opinion. I think this season has gone slow. Oh, okay. Because... Um, I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> it just seems we've had a lot of Dutch national anthems in the middle. Yeah. No, a valid point. Uh, I would say the middle. Uh, I think the middle is an interesting way to put it when it's essentially the entire year. Um... Now, before we go any further, should we speak about Brazil? I know it was two weekends ago, but I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, so I want to fucking talk about it, you know? Um, early morning starts are quite frustrating when there's a red flag, in my opinion. Uh, so this race, obviously a 3.30 a.m. start for us in Adelaide. Mm -hmm. So I get up at 3.30. I know the race should be done by about 5.30. Race done, turn it off, go back to sleep, wake up at 7.30, go to work, right? Yep, you get your power nap and you're off to work works beautifully. It's perfect, right? Red flag in the first corner, not helpful. No. Pushes that back by an extra half an hour or so, I'd say, and it, it, it hurts. It's vital. Like, that extra half an hour makes all the difference in the morning. Mm. Um, mm. And what you're saying about Brazil turn one, it feels like for a lot of these races in Brazil we've had over the last couple of years, turn one. Mm. Like, I think first well, to Sebastian Vettel in 20... The first lap, um, but you know it was just chaos right from the get go. And I mean, what did you think about it? Well, you're completely right. But I think I think uh, before we speak about the race itself, I mean, the drama was happening before the uh, how do I even put it? Before the race started. I mean, firstly, um, where are we? Obviously, it was a sprint weekend, which made things interesting. 
the Aston Martins locked out the second row. They um, which was something up for the first time in about. 12 races. I mean, the, the qualifying session was wild because everything just went pitch black all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, uh, which cut it pretty short. McLaren were on were on point to probably take out second row, maybe a driver on the first row, and it was just this big storm. It just swept through the grid and it was just came from nowhere. Mm. One minute they're racing, next minute there's grandstands breaking. Mm. I mean, it was crazy. Absolutely. Uh, so Verstappen took pole. Mm-hmm. P2, Charles Leclerc. Mm. Good result. He never made the fucking grid. No, he did not. Classic hydraulic issue, DNF. Uh, just the most Charles Leclerc and Ferrari thing you've ever seen. Um, so I would say I'm shocked, but I'm really not at this point. Just kind of come come to be, come to be standard of Ferrari, I think as was, we've seen of the modern era. I think he uh, purposely didn't get pole just to try and break the curse. Mm. But uh, again, just didn't work. Yeah, wasn't 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 meant to be. Uh, now, one thing I find interesting about Brazil was how short the first straight was. Mm. That I think they were saying it's approximately two hundred meters. It is tiny from where the checkered flag is because the mm. flag is right at the end of the mm. straight. Mm. And uh, correspondingly, we got the collision that we deserved. <laughs> uh, so essentially. Uh, Verstappen was just gone, which helps when you don't have anyone competing. You have an empty grid slot next to you at P2 because someone's hydraulics failed during the formation mm. lap. Charles Leclerc, bye-bye. <laughs> and then uh, Albon just dive bombs Hulk, gets clipped in the braking zone, goes into K-Mag and they both DNF. That's back-to-back DNFs for K-Mag. Um, it was pretty brutal. And then the, the most mental shit happened where Piastri had his back wing damage as a result of that collision. And then the back of Ricardo's car gets struck by the loose tire of K-Mac. It was just... It was gnarly. It was nuts. You couldn't have written if he tried. I mean, mm. I think for me, like Kevin Magnussen, a guy that took pole here last year, like, mm. and then in the race just didn't have what he wanted. He's just had two Brazil Grand Prix in a row where it just mm. hasn't been great. Um, mm. Alex Albon, a bit of a weird one to see in a, in a, in a crash. He's been pretty... Pretty clean. Pretty clean for the last two years, I feel. Um, but, of course, Ricardo getting... You say that, but we did see him DNF. We did. I mean, that was more of a engine failure. It was. Um, Which GP was that? Australia, the first one. It was the first one, because the second one, he went all the way through on one set of tyres, didn't he? No, that was the first one. So when did we see him DNF? In a qualifying. It was qualifying yeah. right in front of us. I was about to say, I've definitely seen our one... DNF with my own eyes in front of me. And literally when I say in front of me, I mean 20 metres in front of me. Um, yeah, it was a, like that turn one just seems like it's dangerous. Like I don't see how 20 cars fit down that. I think they should move through that back. corner. That seems like the most obvious Because what the, what the corner's like is when you, you basically can't go wide because the corner basically is narrow and it drops down and then goes into another corner yeah so pretty much if you try and do anything on that corner you're going to crash um but you know it's it's interesting because daniel ricardo i feel like i was getting flashbacks of hungary 2021 Mm. where he just got damage off the the collisions like he's he's very well known for just being unlucky yeah exactly innocent bystander copping some heat um one thing i did love about the red flag coverage was the footage of Charles Leclerc walking back to the grids. Mm. Sorry, walking back to uh, Park Firm. Because it took a seriously 
long time for him to get back to the pits. Mm-hmm. Like, this bloke generally went, like, cross-country walking. Now, I don't know if you saw the photo, but while Charles Leclerc was cross-country walking back to the pits, the stewards took a photo next to his car. Literally, like, 20 stewards just stood around his car and took a photo with it. Like, thumbs up, like, posing with, this car, with his car as he's, like, walking back to the pits with his head down. Oh, honestly, I, I cackled when I the saw that. Shit housery from the shithousery uh, genuinely just from the stewards. Just peak shithousery. Um, a bit like Lewis walking from Spa last year. Yeah. <laughs> Another big thing that arose from this restart, though, was the complaints about the ruling uh, surrounding Ricardo and Piastri. They basically just both got shafted in mm-hmm. the sense that after the restart, they were just a lap behind and there was no point in them finishing the yeah. race. Like They gained nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. The only reason Norris stayed out there was to uh, get data for Norris as Norris tried to push for a podium position. Push for the win. Fuck. Yeah, there was, was a point in time where he was actually gaining on Verstappen, which was frightening. Um, frightening in a good way. I mean, good signs of what we could get next year is that RB... What's it going to be next 20? year? 20 next year? I think so. Or RB 21? Like, either way. It's going to be fucking fast either way. Mm. Um, so who knows? Uh, but um, the... The main take I had from this in my sleep-deprived state watching this race was the best bit of the race was the first restart. Mm-hmm. The second restart wasn't great. Verstappen got away clean, and then there was some really good racing, but it was just really clean. Like, um, And then there was a few excellent overtakes near the end. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the start, everyone stayed really close. But it was clean as hell, which made it a little less interesting because when it's 3.30 in the morning, I want something exciting to happen to keep me awake. Yeah. Um, Fernando made some... There was just some really good racing, like genuine good racing. Uh, Verstappen defended really well. And then Norris managed to stay in DRS zone, as we just said, which was fucking mental. Um, George Russell, in true George Russell fashion, was whinging about uh, Hamilton being slow in front of him, which was justified. But... The next bit I was about to say is the most exciting bit of the race was the first, the actual start. Yeah. And then the finish. Well, Norris was uh, leading off the start. or No, just behind. Mm. Uh, there's Every time Lando's winning, Charlie always goes, oh my God, we might get... Lando could win here. Lando could win this race. I just curse him. And just curses him. I love to curse him. But I feel like whenever Lando's in a position to win, you just know deep down. It's not happening. It's not, it's, it's not happening. No, like, Charlie. It's like, it's like a tier four team in... The, the FA Cup making a cup run like you know oh, yeah? they're just going to get stopped yeah, eventually it's like charity yeah genuinely they're just teasing the teams but I mean McLaren going into next year it's going to be interesting especially since they've actually got a fucking wind tunnel now. I mean based off the last their car should be cast of all of next year there's no reason why they don't make a push for P2 and the constructors next year yeah I think they could fight for the title if they get lucky enough with mm. what they you know, make, I think as long as Verstappen's in a is in a Red Bull, that's not happening. Historically, it seems like every team we think is going to take the leap doesn't, and mm. then another team comes mm. out of nowhere. So Alpine twenty twenty four, no chance. That team's that team's finished. Washed. Um, but yes, the the photo finish at the end was yeah. intense. Alonso loves a photo finish. I tell Mate, you, it was that exciting. Like I'm jumping up and about, and the shit thing was right. I had to go to sleep after that. So that happened, I'm pumped. I'm like, whoa, fuck yeah. Anyway. Alonso's held on. Then I just turned around and fell straight asleep. But it was awesome. Like, I thought Perez had him, to be honest. Um, thank God he didn't because, I mean, it's Alonso. Like, fuck me, how good's this? 
Uh, good to see the Astons were back this weekend to an extent. Had a dreadful Saturday with the uh, sprint, but got it done on the Friday and the Sunday, and that's when the points count the most on a sprint weekend. So that was unreal. Lance Stroll did his yearly shush. Yeah, Lance Stroll did his yearly, I've done something, sign me on for next year and the year after and the year after. Um, but yeah, I thought decent weekend, but again, the time zone's just fucking brutal. So thank God that's the end of the early wake-ups for the year and season 2023. Mm. Now, um, I don't really know if I want to talk about anything else from Brazil. Have you got anything else? I mean, I mean, we should probably talk about how disappointed the Mercedes were, considering I wanted Lewis Hamilton to win the race. Uh, just wasn't the track for them. And the disappointing thing was they expected it to be. It mm. should have been com- uh, when you compare it to tracks where they've been competitive this year. But they just couldn't get the car going for them. Like, couldn't, couldn't. Couldn't make it happen. And they were just Toto, about it. Toto is apologising to Lewis and saying the car's undrivable, which is a lot of chirp for a team P2 and the constructors. I, I know. And like, but, um, I mean, comparatively to where they've been in the last four years, the last decade, I, I get it. But uh, I, mean, I, I, think, I saw a lot of chirp to Lewis on social media about how the fact that he was complaining, like the biggest sook, and everyone's like, well, you're not only P2 in the championship mm. and you're in a car that's not great. So, I mean... It's kind of scary, though, that he's able to hold that position considering how that car has supposedly been performing, in their opinion. It's, so It's more surprising to me how much he's been able to show his show himself off to George, I think, in that car. Oh, assert his dominance. Yeah, like, 100%. everyone was thinking, oh, like, Lewis could lose this season to him. No, it's not, not the... Uh, I don't think George Russell will ever outperform Lewis Hamilton in that car until Lewis is either dragged out of it or told to retire or forced into retirement at this rate. Um, Mercedes will probably blame us for that result. I mean, we we both said that Lewis will probably win the race. Mate, listen to the end of the last episode. I literally said Lewis has won at the Brazilian cars, the Brazilian flags coming out the car at the end of the race. So So, I think I might have cursed it. Just maybe though. But yeah, um, look, Brazil done and dusted. Got a good. We we usually get good races, and I think it was okay. Just a couple of quiet laps in the middle, and the ending was spectacular. Uh, good podium procession. Always good to see the uh, Fernando Alonso jump on the podium. Mm. That he's actually. I love it when he does that. It looks like a fucking twelve-year-old girl when he does it. It's unreal. He's just just so excited. It looks so funny. You like... would think he's on forty odd. Uh, so obviously that race is two weeks ago, and now we're. Uh, as we spoke about, on the cusp of a historic weekend for Formula One. And uh, I've got a s- s- just a slight suspicion this weekend's going to be, uh, what's the term, the flop? Mm. A big old fucking flop. Do you know what you know, was the flop for me? The last two weeks, I was expecting some driver signing announcements and everything. Yeah, she's been very so quiet So leading into Vegas, I'm thinking, well, fucking hell, like, what are they driving for here? Yeah, like, well, I think essentially all that's been spoken about is Leclerc's in talks to extend no shock there <laughs> and that Perez is going to hold his seat for next year um, that also doesn't surprise me I think Perez will hold it for a few years for a couple of months and then uh, Ricardo probably replaces him at some point when he doesn't perform now oh my god I heard this yesterday mm. I don't know if this is true but I saw it I don't know, even know where I heard it but I heard this theory and I really like it. So the theory is that the reason why Ricardo didn't race for AlphaTauri this year from the get-go and why Nick DeVries was given that seat is because Daniel Ricardo had a non-compete clause 
in his contract with McLaren. Oh, no way. So for once to... they bought him out of the contract, he still had a six month, um, like a six months of non competition window. And then once that expired, he got the seat so he could get the entire payment from McLaren. If that's true, that is incredibly petty and I love it. <laughs> uh, so he couldn't get paid until... So apparently the theory was that he'd be in breach of that, the buyer of the contract and it's, non-competitive, it's non-competition clause if he'd raced within six months in Formula One. Fuck, Alpha Tauri should have just taken the piss and brought Sorry, like- sorry, uh, Red Bull Sugar Free. Uh, yes. yes, Red Bull sugar free should have taken the piss and just put in Latifi or something. Like, well, they just DeVries was basically. If they were never going to use him, um, it's weird that they didn't use the time at least for. I mean, they didn't want Lawson because he probably outperformed. I mean, DeVries was the obvious choice considering how well he'd raced for Williams and uh, in the Aston Martin mm. sessions, practice, and et cetera, and whatever. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought you'd find that interesting. Now today there was a, um, I think it was this morning. There's a world first. The world's Net- first. The Netflix Cup. So if you're not aware, Netflix obviously Drive to Survive. If you're not aware of Drive to Survive and you're a Formula One fan, you live under a rock or you're 70. Um, and the full swing. Now, I'm not sure if you heard of full swing. I saw the golf thing. But it's the PGA yeah. Tour's equivalent of Netflix Drive to Survive. Confused. So today they introduced for the first time the Netflix Cup, which is a golf tournament uh, compromised of teams of... PGA Tour golfers and Formula One drivers. So the golfers, or the drivers, sorry, competing were... Lewis. Was Lewis? I don't think Lewis was. I saw him doing a practice swing and he was dreadful. Carlos and Lando were definitely both there. George is definitely a golfer. I don't know if he is. I know Carlos and Lando both are. They both play a lot. And Carlos won it today. Mm -hmm. He was playing with Justin Thomas, who's been not very great this year, actually. Um, Anyway, (laughs) uh, but... Who? It was something that I found really interesting and I thought I'd mention is we saw today another trophy break. Yeah. So Carlos Sainz wins the Netflix Cup, is doing a press, drops it, shatters it. So breaks the Netflix Cup. Obviously a bit of a trend this year. <laughs> the Netflix Cup's broken by Carlos Sainz. Norris breaks Verstappen's trophy in Budapest. And then the weekend after Red Bull break their trophy, can't remember where. But... I don't understand how we've been... Like, I've, I can't recall another time we've seen a trophy broken. We've seen three this year. Lewis Hamilton has won, what, 100 races? <laughs> yeah, and he's never broken. Every time he wins, he throws his trophy in the air and catches it. And he's never dropped or broken one. So I think Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris, Max Verstappen, take some notes off the GOAT because he knows how to treat a trophy. Like, I don't <laughs> understand. Um... Tell you what, Lewis Hamilton, maybe it's, uh, maybe the Giants need him in the wide receiving. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's, but a, that's a New York Giants NFL reference for those uh, following along at home. Um, uh, the, the Netflix Cup, I saw it and I was like, that's a bit interesting. It was, I, I tuned in for a bit of it. They did some interesting things like uh, fastest hole wins, which is literally like everyone tees off at the same time. They play the same hole at the same time. They sprint, get on buggies. Was there a live stream we could watch for this? Yeah, on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. Duh. Um, and like it was, I, I didn't mind it, but apparently I didn't watch the whole thing. From what I saw, apparently it was like really rough and cringe, a little bit cringe. Wasn't yeah. executed American, very well, yeah. very American. Um, but apparently, like it has potential, so I won't be surprised if we see that every year now for the rest of the world. I'm sure it'll be in Drive to Survive. Oh, oh yeah, be a it's the Netflix Cup. It'd be yeah. hard for them not to include it. Um, 
But speaking of why we're expecting this weekend to be a flop, um, it turns out it hasn't been organised very well. So the public of the public and the general citizens of uh, Las Vegas Las Vegas aren't very happy because basically all these buildings are being covered, massive fences are getting put up, bridges mm. are being uh, like covered and stuff, so people can't see the race unless they have a ticket. Ticket prices have started to drop. So they've done that to uh, for people not to um, just go into a building and watch it. Yeah, essentially just to like minimalize the amount of people freeloading. The Disgusting. Um, but like one of the, I just can't believe how late it is because they've just they've tried to schedule the race so that it's convenient for European viewers. Hence, why the race will be starting at about twelve midnight uh, Vegas time. And one thing that the FIA and the F1 organisers failed to consider was the fact that at night time, it gets really cold in Vegas because it's a desert. Mm -hmm. So they're expecting the race to be in conditions of single digit uh, degrees. The tyres are not warming up and that's well, the worry. Like the straight. Well, luckily Pirelli have caught on to this pretty quickly. Mm. So apparently they're introducing uh, a new... Um, like a new compound but for I each race. Yeah. I don't know what the goal is there. It's a new compound for like each session and um, like no worn tires. I'm pretty sure it's it's Wild. it's gonna be like driving on ice. Um, like there's gonna be no grip out there because Vegas just starts off with the straight. Like, it's just funny, isn't it? How we're gonna it starts off the whole thing's a fucking straight. Yeah, it's it, ridiculous. It's um the track is so ugly. It's gonna be a drag race. From my experience of the Vegas track on the F1 game. Mm. Stinks. Like it's just the Williams are going to be quick, long straight, and then it's going to be like a, I'd say a DRS fest. But even then, I feel like it's just whoever whoever wins qualifying gets a good start, wins the race. Essentially, what I'm worried about is the DRS trains. Oh, there's going to be so many. Um, and look, it's Vegas, going to basically encompass the entire race. Can't just, wait for the. For Daniel Ricciardo to be announced as a 20-time World Drivers' Championship, Forster to a shoey, um, <laughs> going to say Oscar Pastry. Like, there's going to be a lot of interesting factors about the race, but 12.30 at night is outrageous. Considering it's a North American race. Like, they should not be forced to have to deal with Amer European yeah. fans. Well, are we going to start doing the race at, like, 8 p.m.? I mean, they want, they want to, to be fair, but... Yeah. Um, As in an Abel Hark. It's yeah. just, it's ridiculous. Um, it's bizarre, man. I, I'm not, like, it's just, this This weekend feels like it's not for the sport. It's no. just commercial. Yeah, exactly. It's completely commercial. There's no benefit to the fan for this weekend. I, I'm obviously, as you might be able to tell, not in favour of the weekend. No. Um, I also think they do it at the wrong time of the year. Get your bag, I guess. They shouldn't be doing it now. I guess the idea is that they do it now and all the people who fly over can watch the other sports of America and they just make money on money. But I don't know. It's just it seems so weird to me. Um, I haven't liked it from the get go. I don't like how there's like, you've seen the curbs have got to mm -hmm. have like the suits of cards on them. It's just, did you see how long they've had the road, roads blocked off for? Yeah. They've had to resurface them. Like it's been blocked off in Vegas for a couple months now. I mean, if you're living in Vegas, so you're going on, Going to Vegas on holiday, it'd suck. Yeah, like, could At you imagine... Moment. So, in Adelaide, they're setting up the a V8 supercar race right now. Could you imagine Jesus, that was there for such three a pain months? In the ass. And that circuit is tiny in comparison to yeah. Vegas's. 
And although that's basically in the CBD, it's it's kind of off the CBD on one side of it. It's on the main road this of is Vegas. The strip. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. It's like if we had this down King William Street, down King William Road. Yeah, it's that would be impossible. Like it's I'm dumbfounded by how they've been able to pull this off. Just like um, I don't even know how like logistically they were able to make this happen this weekend. But hey, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully the, the, the drivers enjoy it because that's all that matters at the end of the day. I hope Logan Sargent enjoys his last American race of his career. How crazy that he's fucking going to race one season in Formula One and have three home races. To be fair, he, Must be nice. he could get another year, but we'll see. Fuck. I reckon if he scores a point oh, this weekend, not. lock it Well, in. I reckon the Williams are going to be fast because their straight line speed has been great all year. And this track is just a straight line. Uh, Speaking well, of Williams, the liveries. There's some interesting liveries. Red so Bull have gone for like the 2015 livery and it looks terrible. Not a fan. Um, Williams, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't even know what your design team are thinking. But Another Ferrari. Stop. Oh. <laughs> it looked good. The white. I think we're missing like a, a, just, a just white team in F1. Careful now. <laughs> I think like the Red Bull white livery I, I miss, always think I miss of. the Williams Martini yes or the white Red Bull livery what white Red Bull livery the, oh Turkey. the Japan yeah, one in Turkey they raced out of Turkey really yeah my yeah. blank in 2021 oh, what about the German one they did the white based mm. German one yeah they've had some good liveries just bring Braun back white liveries are actually so oh are you gonna watch that yeah I, I will I'll probably hate it but yeah so if those who don't know it's on Netflix. Disney Plus, I thought. Disney Plus. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Braun, well, I, it's Keanu Reeves. And it, yeah, I don't like Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. You kidding? I love Keanu Reeves. I don't like him. Do you like John Wick? No. You're a freak. I watched John Wick on the plane to Japan, actually. Did you like it? <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Yeah. They're all just the same, though. I watched Transformers. Oh, great. Watch so that. that's, that's all the same. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, produced by Keanu Reeves in collaboration with Ross Braun and Jensen Button, and it's essentially just them documenting... Well, it's a documentary. So, yeah, they're documenting that uh, historic season mm. uh, where Braun Cheat GP to win. in 2010. Oh, what year? Oh, no. 2009. Oh, my God, I've had a blank. Uh, yeah. Do you know why I always think that? Because I always get confused when Vettel's were. Because I know it was 2013 and then I work backwards and I take off not. I always think 2014. Cause and 13. Because I always think 13 take four is nine. Mm. But of course you've got to go 10, 11, 12. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Do you know, um, this is my question to you. This will be good. What do you think is the most underrated Formula One season? Or like forgotten. We'll do underrated then forgotten. For forgotten for me. Do you mean like by individual driver's performance or just as by a year. a year in sense of viewership and No, just in just in people have forgotten about it. People don't speak about it. For me, the most forgotten about is 2015 because everyone just always talks about 2016 between yeah. Lewis and Nico. When 2015 was where the, they the went seeds to the, were. Yeah, they went to the final race and no one no one spoke about it and the yeah, seeds were planted. Because Rosberg, sorry, Rosberg. Rosberg could still win it in 2015, couldn't yep, he? on the final race. But basically, Lewis had to fall out of the points and he had to win the race. Yeah. And then he just DNF'd. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, and, and obviously, 2016 has completely overshadowed that. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And f- I think 2018 is pretty underrated. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. The whole Vettel saga and Bottas coming out blazing hot. Right, just to have a year of Formula One where there was competition again? 
You know, this is what I was saying, thinking, Take right? me back to Singapore. God, what a night. 2021, what made that season so special until the end was how good it was in race weeks. You were thinking, holy shit, like, what if Max oh does God. this? What if Lewis... The suspense and the, like, tension and you the build-up from every week session. to week. Yeah, like, qualifyings were electric. Oh, man, I remember, like, all week at school, we'd just be talking about what's going to happen, like, so underrated. And then we've got... Underrated? My God, it's going to be talking about to the end of time. And then we got, think it's and then we got this shit for the last two years. I mean, what do you mean? Like, 2022, it looked like it was going to be unreal. Oh, I thought we were on again, 2022. And uh, no, we weren't. And 2023? Shame 2024, Oscar Piastri, lock it in. Fuck, wouldn't that be amazing? That would be unreal. Well, well I think... That about wraps it up. I haven't got much else to say. Nah, I mean, to be honest... What are you doing this weekend? Doing a watch along with you. Do you want to go? I reckon we could get some tickets. It seems like it's going to be fucking cheap at this rate. I don't know if we'd get flights in time. Like, I don't reckon we'd actually get to Vegas in time. Nah, we would if we leave tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, look, we might do a watch along. Yeah, so TikTok, TikTok. Check the live. Should we do a TikTok watch along? Yeah, that's, that's the strat. Oh, but we don't have enough followers on the Wafpod. No, we don't. Let's we'll do it on yours. No, or we, can do, you know, we can't do it on Instagram. We're not that big. Nah, that'd just we'll, be embarrassing. We'll, we'll think of a plan. Maybe you we'll figure it out. Twitch or YouTube, I don't know. We're going to get some clips out, though. Yes. We'll clip up some shit from today. Mm-hmm. Keep liking, keep following, keep listening. Um, we'd love to hear what people think of the Vegas Grand Prix. So make sure I, you comment on our post. I'm I don't... Sure yeah, because <laughs> I feel like the general consensus at the moment is that the... It's going to be The bad. modern F1 fan is not excited for this weekend. They're not impressed by the spectacle they're trying to create. I don't even it think feels new like F1 fans are excited for this. I think it's just Americans. No, I, mean, I said the modern F1 fan. I don't think anybody is. I think yeah. this is purely just a cash grab spectacle as F1 try to further jump into the corporate world of America to try and optimize profits instead of racing. It's. I would rather get another race. Shit, in, you need to clip that. I sounded smart then. I would rather get another race in the Middle East... Yeah, like careful in Saudi Arabia or, or wherever, instead of a race at Vegas. Well, I mean, Jed is a good circuit. Jed is unreal. So is Bahrain. So is Qatar. I mean, well, I think I'd just rather a good circuit. I mean, I don't give a fuck if this was send him down Mount Panorama. That's like, the thing. Like, I don't care that this race is in Vegas. Mm. I care about the fact that it's the a- race is going to be at one o'clock in the morning, uh, track time. It's going to be inaccessible for the fans essentially because tickets are so expensive they're now dropping but they're still so expensive i'm disappointed by the like just the logistical sense where it's going to be seven degrees on Mm. the race day like i would like i don't care where races are that much Mm. like unless it's somewhere unethical and they've gone to unethical measures for the race to be there like vis-a-vis i don't know uh big country uh, buying the race and their money has come through unethical means. Well, I can't really put a specific case-by-case basis on that, but I don't give a fuck where a race is. Granted, it is in a decent time zone for me to watch it. Mm-hmm. And even then, I've been getting up at three in the morning, so it's not that big of a deal for me. As long as the fucking race is good and the circuit's good. Do you know what they're going to do? This is my prediction. This will be good. They're going to do a package deal for Las Vegas where in the, in the uh, at 12 o'clock or at one o'clock, you'll be able to watch a Raiders game. Then you'll go to yeah. the, an NBA game. It'll be a package. You then watch the NBA team play. 
when they get one, and then you'll go to the Grand Prix. I mean, I don't know if they'll sell it as a package like you're saying. But I reckon they'll have them all on the same. Yeah, but that's yeah. definitely where it seems to be pointing towards in that Vegas is trying to promote itself to not just be... Well, I mean, it's still going to try to make itself the fucking... Gambling. Epi- the, like the epicentre of gambling in the sense that it's just going to be sport gambling now. Yeah, that's why I think the curb's so weird. Like, you got people, young guys watching well, F1. that's what like, I mean. And that's what, like... Uh, that's one thing I do like about F1 is that... Think about any other sport in Australia. There is extensive sports betting and um, promotions. And, I mean, apart from... Has been sponsored by Stake. Yeah. Oh, Aframo. Aframo, sorry. Has is sponsored by MoneyGram. That's yeah. different. MoneyGram is just a um, financial financial it's company. Like, it's uh, transfers, actually. Yeah. Um, apart from, yeah, Aframo being sponsored by Stake, I can't think of any other gambling promotions in the sport. Red Bull's uh, sponsorship on, on the uh, Halo is Poker Stars. It is too. Well, fuck that. I mean, our point was, anyway, it's not premium. It's, it's not as bad yeah. in Red Bull, oh, sorry, in Formula One as it is in other NBA Australian sports. Yeah. I mean, like, look at fucking, you got Bet365, or sorry, I've just given the free promo, like shirt sponsors of Premier League football teams. Like mm. sports gambling sponsorship is disgusting. And I think Formula One's one of the sports that does it probably the least. Yeah, but it's still, more the team's still choice. Enough. Yeah. And this weekend just feels like it's a promotion and sports in Vegas is just starting to become that. And it's, it's a real shame because um, I, I feel like this weekend is essentially just going to be a sports gambling fest. And it's just, like I said before, like it's just, it's not a spectacle of racing. It's a spectacle of just like corporate shit show. Anyway. Bring the Nurb- and bring At least a- it's on at a decent time. <laughs> bring the Nurburgring back. Um, oh, please, anything. And, uh, oh, Hockenheim, I mean. Yeah, uh, I was <laughs> Oh, no, but green, uh, still can do it. Uh, enjoy the race. Yeah, and enjoy not having to wake up or stay up late. Go um, Logan Sargent. What the yeah. fuck's a kilometre? Ciao. Oh, uh, Waff pot on. <laughs>